Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing in Denton, Texas. Partial support for Law Talk Radio comes from sponsor advertisers who cover our production fees. We encourage our friends and colleagues to help sponsor the production of our Law Talk Radio programs. You may send me an email for more information on sponsor plans and benefits at nick at lonestarcontentmarketing.com. Don't forget to share the on-demand links to the episodes we produce in your social media pages when you see something you'd like to share. That's how most people find great content, and uh, we're big proponents of sharing. So you can find all the podcast uh, channels to all of our other programs, by the way, available on our website located at LoneStarContentMarketing.com, and you can also find those on our Facebook pages for Law Talk Radio and for Lone Star Content Marketing. Today's show is episode number six in our series with Jim Thompson on building and growing law practices. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about tips on following up after receiving referrals and the system necessary to follow those referral sources. Again, referrals are the lifeblood of any business, especially uh, in law for lawyers. So why is it that lawyers are not getting the referrals that they need to grow their practice? Well, over the next few weeks, we'll continue talking with Jim Thompson, the retired attorney and author of the book, Why Attorneys Fail to Get the Referrals They Need and Deserve to Grow Their Practice and What They Can Do About It. Jim has been sharing many great uh, resources and ideas with us about why lawyers are not getting the referrals they need and things everyone can do to grow those referral bases. Again, uh, Jim Thompson is a retired lawyer, well-known for helping attorneys get on track to earning clients through simple cost-effective activities. Again, it's all about referrals and changing the way we think about business. Uh, The way that we talk about a lot of these things is not the traditional marketing, networking, buzzwords of the business world because it is a little different with professionals and with lawyers. So uh, Jim has fine-tuned a lot of those things. Uh, Myself, I'm Nick Augustine, and uh, my company helps lawyers share tips and stories about their practice areas by writing their blog content, managing social media, and producing Internet radio podcasts. By the way, a short disclaimer, this is a general information program. The advice shared in the programs does not constitute legal advice, and communication with attorneys on our show does not give rise to attorney-client relationships. If anyone ever has questions about content uh, discussed on our show in a given practice area, please do call an attorney where you live in your area. All rights to this broadcast are reserved. And uh, enough from me. Let's say uh, hello to Jim. Jim, how are you doing today? Hey, Nick. I'm doing absolutely great. We may have, I thought, uh, this week we were going to turn the corner as far as our spring up here, but it looks like we're still going to be below zero. But, uh, you know, at least we're not going to get another you know, 16 feet of snow here in Chicago. So I'm doing well. I keep snowing there. Yeah. Yeah. I keep seeing it on Facebook. Everyone, everyone's, oh, it's spring, it's spring, and then more snow comes. I don't know. Mother Nature's upset. Yeah, anyway. But, you know, last week we talked about, you know, the, the, the one of the most important things uh, when you're looking for referrals is to follow up with, with the people you meet and potential referral sources and things of that nature. And, what I want to talk about today is is just a little bit different, but it's the following up, and it's basically, what do you do 
after you get that coveted referral. We know that you've worked very hard, uh, met people, talked to people, told people what you do, uh, let people know you, you, you want their business, et cetera, et cetera, things we talked about. So now what we're going to talk about is what do you do after you finally get that coveted of coveted referral that you've been working so hard for. Now, here's the thing. If you want more referrals from the person that does now finally start referring you, you're going to have to know how to follow up with that person. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. And a lot of what I'm going to say is common sense. But, and the big but is, it's common sense, but most people I know do not do these things. And there's a number of reasons for them, and it's the same thing we talked about as why people don't get referrals, because they simply don't know or they don't have a system or they don't think about some of the things that, that they should be doing. So what we're going to really hone in on this morning and get right down to it is what are you going to do once you get that referral? And hopefully this will get people thinking so that the next time they get a referral, they will start doing this, and they will start doing it every time they get a referral. They will begin to develop a system so that once they get the referral, they know exactly what they're going to do. So <clears throat> let's talk about this. Well, you know, the first thing uh, that comes to mind is to say thank you to the person who referred you. That's common sense. But how do you actually go about thanking someone? Well, here's what I would suggest you do. And again, no, it, it depends a little bit if you, if you know the person who's referred you and, and how they react to things and things of that nature, that, that's fine. But let's just assume that you get a referral from someone that you've met, you really don't know this person that well, and so the thing you ought to do is call that person up on the phone and say, Nick, you know, I, I got a referral from you, thank you very much. Now, some, it depends on how the referral comes. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But let's just assume that a lot of people do referring by basis of email back and forth. And so you get that email from, I get that email from you, Nick. So I pick up the phone and I say, hey, Nick, you know, I really want to thank you for referring John, and I'm going to get right on it. Now, two things happen. Number one, I may not get you on the phone. And if I don't, that's fine because I have left a voicemail. But if I do get you on the phone, one of the things that you've got to be thinking of is, okay, if I, get you, if I get Nick on the phone, I can ask you more about the person that you referred to me. I can find out a little bit more. I'm not calling that person blind, not really knowing what is going on in the person's life. So you can Give me the background, why you referred me, what this person, uh, what the problem is with this person, how well you know this person, all the little intricacies that, that would really be helpful when I, I do call the person. Um, so I've done that. Let's assume that I've talked to you and you tell me all about the person. Okay, I know that. Or let's assume that I've just left a voicemail. We're going to do it both ways. So what do I do? The next thing I need to do, the very next thing I need to do as soon as I get that referral is attempt to contact the person who you referred me to. Now, here's, here's a little couple of hints on that. Number one, as soon as possible, like immediately, try to contact that person because chances are that person may also be looking for 
or, or to other people. He may have asked other people he knows to, to refer him to a lawyer. He may have uh, gone into the yellow pages. He may have done a bunch of things, so he may be still looking. So if you don't contact that person as soon as you get the referral, you may call that person. You may get in contact with that person only to find out that, gee, you're too late. You know, I've got this million-dollar automobile accident case or million-dollar malpractice case. Sorry if you'd call me 20 minutes earlier. Um, I would have loved to talk to you about you representing me. So to keep that in mind, the, 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 the time frame is very, very important. When you get a referral, it is crucial that you get in touch with that person immediately. Now, we all know that there may be a situation, and it happens obviously all the time, Nick refers somebody to me, I call the referral person, I don't get through to the person because I get his voicemail. Well, here's what you do. You leave a voicemail saying, this is Jim Thompson, and Nick has just referred me, uh, referred you to me, and I want to make that contact, and I want you to know that I would love to talk to you. You know, what really, whatever you feel comfortable saying. The other thing you say is this. I may not, please call me back, and this is when I'll be in my office. You know, if you know when you're going to be in your office, please contact me between such and such, if you know that. But if you don't get a hold of me right away and you talk to my secretary, then let my secretary know that you called and what is the best time for me to call you back. So you're letting that person know that you're going to call them back right away. Why is that important? Because lawyers don't return phone calls. So if that person knows that if he calls you, he's going to get called back right away, that you're interested in talking to him, you've already started. I will talk just to digress just a little bit. Every time you get the opportunity to have someone talk to you about your representing them, start building their referral mindset. And what do I mean by that? Well, if Nick refers somebody to me and that person calls me and that person sees how I treat him as a referral, he's going to remember that. Now, I'm not going to ask him for referrals right away or any of that nature. I'm just going to start setting the stage so that when the time does come, that I ask that person for a referral, then he knows how I treat referrals. And he is comfortable sending referrals to me. But let's hey, assume... Yes, sir. Uh, how transparent uh, do you suggest people be when doing this? Because having, um, having worked in law firms uh, myself before I made the switch to marketing and PR and all that, I remember you know, fielding phone calls and... You need to know what to do. You know what? What does this person want? You know what are they? You know I've heard a lot of people uh, say they get frustrated with people uh, who are you know vendors primarily because um, they're nice and friendly. Everybody wants something. Uh, so at what point do you really just lay it out on the line? Here's what I'm trying to. You know here's my game. Here's my agenda. I'm not sure I understand exactly what you're where you're just going. Just to there. not be. I guess to to. You know, to be following up and building and changing these referral mindsets, um, how transparent should people be in telling people why? You know, kind of like spelling it out for people. Here's what I'm doing. Here's why we're talking. You know, because everyone's thinking in the back of my other head, what does this person want from me? 
Oh, you're, you're talking about when should I start that referral mindset, that referral process going? Is that what you're talking about? Well, or, or how do you, or what's the best way to tell them why you're trying to, uh, you know, be their friend, why you're trying to help them? I think the first thing you do is develop a relationship, and you, that, that just comes naturally. Um, we've talked about this before, of how you build a relationship, and as you progress, generally uh, you're not going to start asking people for referrals right out of the boat, okay? Right mm-hmm. like the first time you meet them, second time you meet them, third time. They've got to be comfortable with you too. So mm-hmm. when do you ask them for, for a referral? Sure. I think a lot of it. Hey, how about this? How about this? How about this? Maybe about- explaining that it's part of your business model or your business practice to meet, you know, when you meet interesting people or people you think might be good to refer to other people or what, you know. Um, I guess maybe just I'm, I'm fishing for a, be- a best way to explain to people why it is your why, you know, we're doing all this building and referrals and everything. You know what? You just gave me a great idea. Next week's show, I'll talk extensively on that. Perfect. I could do I could do uh, an hour on talking about that. That's why I was trying to narrow it down a little bit. So mm-hmm. next week's show, that's what we'll talk about. Okay, that'll 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 hopefully pique some interest and in some people why. will tune back in. Yes, why? And um, I don't know whether I mentioned this before, so I'm just going to mention this, and then people can be thinking about it. And it's very simple. Do you have an obligation to ask for a referral? Just remember that. And next week we'll talk extensively about that and the way to get into talking to people about referrals. So next week's show, that's what we'll do. So you got, or I got way ahead of myself, but this is the way things work out uh, when questions come up. Glad to talk about them. Uh, getting All back right. now to now, what we were talking about, um, and I, I, I mentioned, you've got to get in touch with that person as soon as possible because you may be too late. You may be the second or third lawyer they call. So basically, and my rule of thumb is in the first 24 hours, you contact the person who referred to the referral source, the person who referred you, and then the referral. I say 24 hours. I would like to say in the first 15 minutes after you get the referral. But uh, again, uh, you're the one that's going to have to make that determination. But again, think in terms of if I don't call that person, that person is going somewhere else, and I may miss my multi, my million dollar case. So that that's what I love to get people thinking about. Uh, one of the things that that I would mention, and, and as you develop your referral sources, um, is that when they refer somebody to you, I would let the person who who's going to be referred, and also your referral source, know that when that person comes in to see you, that initial consultation is totally complimentary. So Nick refers somebody to me. I get in touch with John, and I I leave a message. Um, I don't get him right on the phone right away, or if I do get him on the phone and I get him to come in, I want him to leave him with the notion that, oh, by the way, since Nick referred you, the initial consultation is complimentary. I want you to know that because Nick referred you. What is that doing? and lets that person know he's getting some value uh, coming in to see you. And he's also getting value because uh, Nick, his buddy, is 
his friend has referred him, and because it's coming in because of Nick, he's getting a free consultation, and that's going to get back to Nick, and Nick is going to feel really nice that Jim is taking care of his friends that he is referring. So it's kind of the, the round-robin process, if you will. Well, let's let's go back into in, in, in the actual contact with the person. So so uh, I get in touch with, with, with Nick's referral, and I get him to come into the office. Okay, now this is important uh, from the referral standpoint. He comes into the office, and for one reason or another, we, I cannot help this, the referral. Or I can help him, but it's... I want to touch on, on the not being able to help more than anything right now because this is what usually happens. Somebody gets referred, they come into the office. Uh, if you can help them, that's one thing. If you can help them, the, re- the person that referred you never knows kind of what happened. Now, I may, and I'm going to talk about thanking somebody that, that you, you do help or that becomes a client, but you also want to make sure that your referral source knows that I met with John. And, and Nick, you know, John and I got together, and, and I just want you to know I really appreciate the referral, but it was something that, you know, we, we couldn't uh, help him with or whatever the case may be. And there's two reasons for doing that. You want to keep your referral source in the loop. Let them know what's going on. I know I've referred people, and I've often wondered, whatever happened, I, I never hear back from the person. Well, sometimes I'll get a thank you saying thank you for referring John because, you know, we're doing business with him. But I, I very seldom ever get anybody to write me back or call me or contact me and say, well, you know, uh, John came into the office and we just couldn't help him. So remember to contact the referral source whether you go forward with the referral or not. Here's the other thing, though, that it helps. People are constantly, once you've built this up, and if you haven't developed your referral source uh, far enough along, they may be referring people that you cannot help for one reason or another. So maybe after two or three or four referrals that you get from this person, you're finding that you can't help that person. So maybe it's time for you to go, and I go to Nick, and I say, well, Nick, gee, you know, I want to thank you for referring you know, the four or five people you referred. And and what I really need to do with you, Nick, is sit down and, and, and kind of talk to you a little bit more about who's a real good referral for me. Because once you get this person starting to refer, he wants to know what's a good referral for you. So if you're getting a, a number of referrals that really you can't help, that's a good sign that you need to go talk to your referral source. Hopefully, You've built that rapport, as we've talked about before, with regard to your referral source, so you can, you know, say that fairly comfortably. Um, keep, uh, you want to just put this on your computer or wherever you would remind you. Keep your referral source in the loop. Let them know. Let them know the good and the bad. And you know, if it's an ongoing relationship with a client, you know, let let the referral source know. You know, that uh, John came in and we're doing this for him and six months later, hey, you know, let him know. We're still working with John. Because the more you touch, the more contact you have with your referral source, 
Remember we talked about top-of-the-mind awareness, and this was perfect to do that. So keep them in the loop. Let them know what is going on. And then, of course, uh, here's, here's the other thing that you really need to understand, and, and a lot of attorneys kind of get hung up on this, is what do you do after the referral person, the person referred, comes into your office? Whether you can help them or you can't help them. This is what I always encourage my clients to do, and that is to write a handwritten thank you note. We know that, that most attorneys, um, uh, you know, that there's a you got to look at your own bar association rules, your local bar association rules, as far as referral fees and things of that nature. And if there's a referral fee involved, that's a little different. I don't want to talk about that right now. But I want to talk about assuming that you can't pay a referral fee. Uh, or split fees, depending on what the local bar is, you can still write a nice handwritten thank you note, whether that referral uh, employs you or does not employ you. Send a nice thank you note because that person is going to, the person that referred you, I send a nice thank you note to, to Nick saying, you know, thanks for the referral, Nick, and things are really going well, or thanks for the referral, Nick, unfortunately I can't help um, John. Nick gets that. People don't do that. Nick is going to remember me, and the next time somebody comes in and or he hears of somebody needing a referral, bingo. That's exactly what is going to happen. Now, I talk you know what a cool thing is, Jim? Yes, sir. A cool thing with that? Um, as you were talking about that, I pictured the, you know, how it all works and picture someone writing the thank you, sending it off in the mail. And it's something, a benefit of doing it that way, um, and I like it, of course. When you receive that and when you're going through your mail, normally the mail is then going to go into a process or a system as opposed to when we're out there in the field, we meet people, we, people give us business cards, it's really easy for those cards to end up in the car, in the suit pocket, in the bag, wherever, but it's not, it's not handled the same way that mail is handled. So mm-hmm. there's a chance that your business card may never actually make it to another person's system where they save and you know, send. So again, uh, when you do meet someone like that and you, you have the referral uh, and you send them a personal thank you card, um, they're likely going to get that, and it's going to go through the system. And again, I want to really, really want to harp on my uh, the getting things in the mail and the handwriting and all that Jim talks about. I think it's really good stuff, and uh, very, very rarely do do we see that these days. So again, these are you know if you only take like a couple things uh, from all of these episodes, that's certainly one of them. That's all. Well. Yeah, one other quick thing, and I know, again, boy, I tell you, this half hour really flies by. One of the things I really want to mention <laughs> is, you know, let's assume that another lawyer sends us a client, we can't pay a referral fee, or a non-lawyer sends us a referral, and we know we can't pay a referral fee. There goes the thank you note out that we mentioned, but here's, here's something that I came across and I thought was great. If your state has a lottery, okay, I don't know whether Texas or any of the other states um, you know, Chicago, Illinois has lotteries, and most states do now. But here's the thing. I said, Nick Nick is a, a, a non-lawyer. He sends me a nice referral. I cannot, you know, send him a referral fee or anything. I send him a nice handwritten note, and in the handwritten note I say something like, Nick, 
I've enclosed a lottery ticket, and I hope you win a million dollars. And if you do, you need to take me to lunch. You know, I haven't given I haven't given Nick anything of value. Nobody does that. So that person that referred you, referred the person to you, gets that and they go, geez, that's kind of cool. And it's even better if they win some money, obviously. But here's the thing. Nobody does it. You want to be remembered. And if Nick refers somebody to me, um, I send that to him. He, he doesn't win anything on the lottery, but he gets to scratch it off or, or whatever the, you know, the situation is, however it happens to work, a scratch off, or you know, the, the lottery ticket itself or the mega, mega millions or mega billions or whatever they're playing. That's going to be remembered. And guess what? Especially, here's the other thing, especially if it's a, like a Powerball ticket, okay? He's going to hang on to that Powerball ticket until the actual Powerball comes out. I mean, the timing and everything has to be right, obviously. But, you know, the more you can get in front of that person, consciously or subconsciously, the more that person is going to be thinking of you and thinking of you Mm -hmm. in the sense of referring people to you. Um, Sure. Okay. Another tip would be, as everyone is doing this very diligently, um, or, or following up with everyone, Bill it. For those of you who bill your time hourly, quarterly, um, however you bill it, do put that on your billing sheet because it's because to, to change the mindset into uh, this activity brings it. You know, when we put stuff on the billing sheet. It's because this activity brings in dollars. And when we think about our marketing and referring and all this activity that we're talking about on this series, then when we shift to thinking that this is a billable thing because this leads to money. So I, I, I would track uh, when doing all this activity, I would put it on the billing sheet and track it and, and allow it to be just as important as the other billable uh, client work. Yeah, and, and, and there's so many things we can talk about, and, and hopefully this series will go on for years. Because <laughs> I keep – and one of the things I want to say is, and this is not – me talking totally, you know, I have so many sources, so many people sending me things, and what I really want to do is share these 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 ideas, these things that come in. That's one of the reasons I wrote the book, is so that I could share ideas, and I'm continuing, uh, you know, updating the book and some of the other suggestions that we have. Um, so let me just put a plug in. If anybody would like a copy, the e-book, uh, you can send me an email at JET, that's James Edward Thompson, JET at lawyersmarketingresource.com, and I'd be more than happy to, to send you a copy of the ebook. Very good stuff. All right, so we have a couple minutes left. Next week, again, we are going to continue on and we're going to answer, we're going to, again, I'm going to ask the question again Do you have an obligation to ask for referrals? And we'll talk about why we're doing all this to people and uh, let them know because, again, so many times, you know, there's so much information. And, you know, life sometimes is like playing an action video game where you need to figure out what people want and how to prioritize them, how to categorize them, um, how to work with people. So, um, again, the, the transparency, because transparency in doing this is what leads to that know, like, and trust factor because, as we all know, people who do business with people, they know, like, and trust, right, Tim? Exactly. People aren't going to refer you unless they know you, like you, and trust you. And just, 
you know, and, and, and so that's what you've got to do first. That is the key, getting people to know you, getting people to like you, and most importantly, getting people to trust you. And, and ask them, the key. will you send me your referrals? Would you? I would send mm-hmm. referrals to you, you know. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like closing the deal and sales. Get down to it. Oh, yeah. But but you gotta you got to bring them along. You just can't meet somebody and go, oh, by the way, I just met you, Nick, and, uh, you know, please send me all the referrals you have so that, you know, I'm a good guy and I'll take care of your clients. No. They've got to know that. They, see, here's the whole thing with referrals. Every time I refer somebody or you refer somebody, we are putting our reputations on the line. And if I do a good job, that's, you know, for you, you refer somebody to me and I do a good job, that reflects back on you, that I've done a good job. But if I do a terrible job, again, that reflects back on you, and they're going to go, geez, Nick referred Jim, and boy, he did a lousy job for me. I'm never going to listen to another thing Nick says. So you've you, you got to make sure that who you're referring to is going to take care of your clients just as you would. And, you know, again, also, there's so many times that, uh, you know, Jim and I, I'm sure, have both seen it. Um, most of you listening have likely seen this where people will send referrals to each other, and that's it. There's no follow-up at all. Um, it's mm-hmm. surprising how often that actually does happen. So, you know, that's what we're doing on this series, trying to change people's minds, change their attitudes, get in the game. And once people start engaging in all these practices, it's really easy just to continue because what we're really doing is building habits. So exactly. uh, habits are slow to build. And I know that I've picked up on a lot of good habits from listening to Jim over these years. So, um, you know, I keep listening as well. So, Jim, we're just about out of time. Um, any final thoughts? I'm sorry? Any final thoughts? We're just about out of time. Well, well, the final thought is, yes, think about do you, so we can talk about this next week, do you have an obligation to ask for referrals? There you go. All right, well, we'll be here next week, same uh, bat time, same bat channel, uh, Mondays at noon on Law Talk Radio. Again, this is Nick Augustine from Lone Star Content Marketing in sunny Denton, Texas today. Uh, hopefully it will be nice and sunny where Jim is in Chicago next week. All right, Jim, until then, take care of yourself. And uh, to our listeners out there, don't forget to go to LoneStarContentMarketing.com where you can find the podcast uh, link to many different shows. We also have blogs and all sorts of great information. Um, and uh, Jim, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, great. You have a great week, Nick. Take care. See you. All right, you too, Bye-bye. Jim. Yep. Bye-bye.